Hey there, sister friend. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you have been a listener for two or three episodes now, and we've been hanging out right up in here any number of weeks or perhaps even months, girl, have you left a written review for this podcast yet? This is something that truly lights my heart up. Every time I see your comments and what you guys think of this show and your favorite episodes and which ones have inspired you or supported you on your journey or perhaps even changed your heart or helped you reframe a situation in some way in your life, then I'm going to ask a huge favor of you right now. If you have not done so yet, will you please press pause on this episode and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the Apple podcast app and leave a quick review of this show and how it's impacted you. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to do me one more favor, take a screenshot of this episode and post up in your stories on Instagram or even share it on Facebook. Sister, this is the best and only way that I know that this show is touching your heart. And let's be real. It's what keeps me going and keeps Keeps me excited about showing up for you week after week after week. I know that we're all busy, but if you can do this for me, that will bless me more than you know. I can't thank you enough. All right, now let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister. Welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny, and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time, with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to kung fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you, so let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. All right, sweet sister, welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. This is Franny, and I'm super excited because guess what, y'all? It is a new month. Whoop, whoop. Throw your hands up in the air. Throw your hands up in the air. All right, for those of my club girls, okay, we're bringing it back a little old school 1990s, dancing on some bar tops, okay? Just saying, pre-save self up in here. So with it being the month of July, we are diving into the theme of, wait for it, freedom. That's another one. A little freedom, you got to give what you get. I think that's how it went, but it was a George Michael song. So we are going to focus all on freedom, liberty, independence, and really breaking free, if you will, sister friend, of all the toxic behaviors and the mindset patterns and all of the ways in which we literally keep ourselves captive. So we are going to break free from those crazy toxic cycles that are keeping us from being our best, healthiest selves. So I'm going to start off by sharing a story. You know, I love sharing stories with you guys. And most recently, I've, I've shared a little bit about, you know, recent uh, relationships. So today I'm going to dive into an old school relationship from back in my 30s. It was right before I turned 30. And there's always going to be an application. And in fact, you're going to want to have a pen and paper handy because I have several questions and actually almost like a little mini coaching session that I'm going to walk you through here today that I really want you to actually participate in. Because I think that Yes, it's great to listen to podcasts. And believe me, I'm a consumer, a huge consumer of podcasts. But I really always try to take, like I write a note of one thing I learned from that thing. Maybe it's a quote, or maybe it's just a nice little like kind of personal reflection that I want to like sit and sit with during my quiet time. Um, And sometimes, you know, some of the things I listen to are, you know, about politics and things like that. So, but I always want to have a takeaway. And I always hope to provide that for you, not just hearing my crazy stories and like, wow, that girl is messy, right? (laughs) And it kind of makes you feel normal. But 
I want you to have a paper and pen in handy towards the end. But I'm going to start by telling you a story from when I was in, as I mentioned, my late 20s. Now, some of you might judge me, and you know this is a place for sisters under construction. So if you're judging, I will be praying for you. I might never know that. Um, However, I need to share some things because even though I was saved at this time in my life, I was still not living the way of the Lord. And so during the summer between uh, actually, I had just graduated from um, graduate school. And so now I had all this free time on my hands because prior to graduating, I had had, you know, obviously every summer was spent taking three or four classes to try to maximize my school teacher schedule, which was, of course, you know, off during the summers. So that summer I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on dates because I had never done online dating at that point. And some of you know my story, I had been engaged when I was in my mid twenties and then we broke up. And so I really hadn't dated for about three or four years. And as I just mentioned, I really tried to pour myself. It was a distraction, but I poured myself into my graduate studies and gave myself that as excuse as an excuse and told everybody else in my family and my friends like, Oh, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Well, let's just be real. I just didn't want to do it. I was afraid of getting back out there. And this took many years of therapy to realize that I was, you know, fearful of rejection and whatnot. So now this is kind of like on the scene again, for those of you who follow me, you know, hopefully you're around my age. (laughs) I shouldn't say that, but I'm 45 now. So this was, you know, 15 years ago. So we're talking in the early 2000s when online dating kind of just came on the scene. So I decided to sign up for Match and I made myself a goal that summer. And for those of you who know me, or even if you've just followed for a hot minute, you know, I'm a goal getter. Okay. Not good, not gold digger, but a goal getter. And so I decided I'm going to go on 100 dates this summer. Now, you might be scratching your head like, 100 dates? Are you kidding? Now, as a school teacher, we're not even off for an official three months. First and foremost, thank you to those school teachers who are listening. You do an incredible job, especially this crazy past year we've had. So thank you for listening and for all you do. So we don't even have like nine days off. So really, I was going to be very ambitious with going on like more than one day a day. And let me just tell you, I wrote a blog about it (laughs) and I had spreadsheets where I like literally like wrote down my first date outfit. I actually had a first date outfit because God forbid, if I went on a second date with someone, I was like, wait, did I just wear that? Even though I probably had enough clothes in my closet, I probably could have gone on a hundred dates with a new outfit every time. But you know how you have that favorite shirt or the one that makes your waist look so skinny mini. So that was me. So, and then I kept like notes. So when I would get home from a date with someone, I would write down like really into Star Wars, kind of creepy, you know, went to Mitchell's ice cream shop, blah, blah, blah. So that summer I committed doing all these dates and, you know, I had some, you know, second, third, fourth dates with people. I had some that were just coffee dates or breakfast dates. And I really tried to never make any first date like a meal. You may have heard me talk about that. I won't digress into that. So anyways, fast forward to the end of summer, I'm getting ready to go back to school and you know, all the things and I haven't found my Prince Charming yet, tried on many Cinderella slippers. And let me tell you, I tried to fit my shoe, metaphorically speaking, into many of them and all that I ended up getting were, you know, cracked toenails and very sore feet. They were not the right guys. So right before I decided, you know, I was like, okay, the three month, you know, membership here on match is over. It wasn't Christian. Again, no judgment here. Even though I was Christian, you know, I was keeping a pretty, pretty uh, tight ship in terms of, you know, my sexuality and all that and promiscuity with these relationships. However, I, you know, I was going on all these dates. So going to leave that one there. So anyways, I meet this guy on the last week. I literally have four days left and we totally hit it off. But then I wouldn't hear from him for like a whole day. Now, some of you might be like, uh, what? Sometimes I don't talk to my husband all day. 
Well, in the online dating world, like especially now, oh my Atlanta is it crazy. You know, people are texting and messaging and videoing and all the crazy, almost weird things. At that time, I was like, wait, why is this guy not interested? Is this guy not interested? So he was like, oh, I'm out of town for work. Well, I didn't find out. I didn't know. You know, he ended up being in the military. This was in the height of like Desert Storm and everything that was going on in Iraq and with Saddam Hussein and everything. So anyways, I didn't know that, but I ended my match. We ended up getting along really well. So we started dating. He comes home literally on my 30th birthday. So October 6th, he comes home. They had this big, huge parade in the city of Cleveland because he was in the military. And, you know, he made it home and it was just so sweet. And he was like, I'd really like to meet him. Like, you, you probably need to spend some time with your family. Like, you just got home from being six months away on a tour. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go meet this girl I met online two months ago. That's kind of weird. So anyways, we met like the next day, though. So we hit it off. Absolutely amazing guy, you know, really, really awesome. He knew where I stood in terms of, you know, my faith walk. He was Catholic. And you, you've heard me joke about being a recovering Catholic. And so we dated and, you know, he was a military guy, he had done three tours at this point in um, Iraq and or Afghanistan. So um, he was very devout Catholic. His mother was part of the right to life that started in the 70s in Chicago, like extremely devout Catholic. And so that was actually a wedge for us. Even though we had the common threads, I was no longer going to the Catholic church, which you you would think like, okay, well, here's a person who's very faith-based, but he was so devout to his religion, if you will. And I was just like, look, like, I don't feel like we need to, you know, go to this church. I mean, I wanted it to be a blend, but he was the leader of the relationship. So I said, well, why don't we compromise? Well, you know, I'll go to your Catholic church. We'll go to the Catholic church on Sunday mornings. And then my church thankfully had a Sunday night service. So I'm like, and then we'll go to ours. So we did that for like nine months, y'all. Like it was not easy. And he knew where I stood in terms of, you know, not sleeping with someone until I got married at that point, which some of you know my story. It didn't always, didn't end that way. Anyways, so almost over a year now, we've been dating from, you know, October and we started getting serious. You know, he had never been married at this point. He was in his mid thirties. He was a few years older than I was. And so I'd met his family, you know, done the vacation, done all the things. And, you know, he knew my family and, and whatnot. So I learned that he had asked my mom, my father had passed away, and he had asked my mom and my grandmother and my aunt. They were kind of like the matriarchs of our family. I call them the triumvirate. And they were, you know, a powerhouse, a force not to reckon with. So he asked each of them for my hand in marriage. Now, you know, I knew that there was something brewing. We had looked at rings and all the things. So at this point, he had said, you know, I really think that we need to start talking with Father Tom and, you know, going to premarital counseling and all that. So we did. So we were going to the Catholic Church for premarital counseling. And so that started about November. And then, of course, we went through the holidays. And, you know, there were some, they ask you very specific questions for those of you married friends who perhaps have done that. You know, they ask you about money. They ask you about raising children. They ask you about, you know, in sickness and in health, like what would you do if kind of things. And, you know, of course, it's all hypothetical because you're not in the situation. So anyways, now this was like three or four months after. So we've been dating almost 18 months at this point. So on Martin Luther King Day, I'll never forget because I was off school and I got a call earlier in the day, obviously being a teacher. And I got a call earlier in the day and it was Father Tom. And Father Tom says, hey, I know that we're supposed to meet tonight, um, but I just need to have a conversation with you. And he proceeds to tell me in the most amazing way and very diplomatically. And I can't remember, it's you know been 15 years nearly And he said, more or less, you know, you are an amazing woman. 
you know, and I'm not going to say the other guy's name. We'll just call him Rob because his name begins with an R. Rob is an awesome guy. And um, I just want to tell you that, you know, I do not think that you guys should get married. And he said, you know, I felt like I needed to call and have this conversation with you. And he said, you know, just based upon what I've learned from you guys over the last, you know, eight weeks in our conversations. And he said something that I thought was really, really interesting. And he said, you know, Franny, he's going to try to put you in a box the rest of your life. That one line I remember, because if y'all know me, (laughs) you know that I am like this out there, live out loud. Like I was not created (laughs) to live in a subtle way. (laughs) Introvert has never been used with my name and all the things. And so I was like, well, what exactly do you mean? And what exactly does this mean? You know, and how am I going to have this conversation? He's like, look, I'm not saying that you guys need to break up. This is a conversation that you need to have. I'm just saying that I'm not going to continue with the counseling. You guys are welcome to get married in this church. Um, you know, but I won't perform the ceremony more or less is what it was. And I was like, what? Like, oh my gosh, like if this is a, a priest who sees this, he did explain to me that there were certain things, you know, that had come up during our conversations. For example, I'm not a rules follower at all. Like I don't even play tennis because there are lines. <laughs> like there's a serving box and there's like a net and like you have to hit it over it instead of under it, like around it. <laughs> I'm not a big rules person at all. And he said to me, you know, um, remember how he had told, he had said to Rob and during one of our counseling sessions, he had brought up to Father Tom that I don't sing in the Catholic church. But when we're at my church, which was um, over in Brexville, he said, she sings. And Father Tom was like, well, maybe that's just her way of expressing it. And I said to him, no, point blank, like at my church, it's like a rock concert. No one can hear how bad my voice is. <laughs> and if you've ever been to, respectively, a Catholic service, and then a regular, you know, kind of, I hate to say regular, but non-denominational church, you know, that there is a stark difference between like Amazing Grace and like the Hillsong or Maverick City. Okay. Like you, let's just, you know, pick up what I'm putting down there. And I said, no, it has nothing to do with that. And he just thought that that was just so irreverent. And then he was quoting me scripture about it, about, you know, how it says to sing a song to the Lord. And, and I was like, you know what, you are so right. I'm like, but sometimes the songs are in our hearts. Like, just because I'm not singing, you know, how great thou art over here does not mean that I'm not, you know, participating in the, in the liturgy and, and all the things. So he was very much more of a legalistic, you know, rules follower and whatnot. So Father Tom was spot on by saying, he's going to put you in a box the rest of your life. Now, you're probably like, oh my gosh, we are tired of hearing your story. Let me just tell you, sister friend, this relates, okay? So three months later, relates to you, I should say. So three months later, it took me literally January, February, March. So by mid-March, I finally ended up ending it with him. And I was kind of very, I was very conflicted. My family really at least seemed to like him or whatnot. And so I finally just broke up with him. You know, he had known at this point that Father Tom was not going to marry us. And he actually had an independent conversation with Father Tom um, without me involved. And so it was not those sister friend until I was out of the relationship that I realized how controlled and how confined and just like how smothered I was. And this just goes to prove too that like gradual little things happen and we don't realize it right? That they're these small little, and if you listen to my podcast from last month, 
where I talk about in Song of Solomon. It's the small little foxes that spoil the vine. The small little things. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware. I didn't even notice that they were happening. And these little things that just tried to like reel me in. And little expressions like he would say like, oh, you're not Italian. You're Russian. You're Russian here. You're Russian there. And, you know, and don't get me wrong. There's merit to that. I needed to slow down. But there would just be some things that would be, you know, condescending or perhaps derogatory. And I didn't even realize it because they were said like in jest. But then when I was out of the relationship after a few months, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I literally felt like singing the George Michael song, freedom, you got to give what you get. Now here's the irony of all of that. Please forgive me for just singing in your ear because that's not pretty for anyone, (laughs) even if it's at a loud rock concert. Here's the irony of all of this, y'all. And I actually have a podcast scheduled and I'm going to do it later this month about this because it's really important for you to know your own. My name, Francis, is spelled F-R-A-N-C-E-S. It actually means free. F-R-E-E, free. Like the irony of that is just too good, you guys. And if you know me, you know what a free spirit I am. You know what an adventurer I am. And here's the thing that I love the most is that years ago I was at a retreat and they had given every person on their pillowcases, there was a, um, which a little plug, I do this at our retreats. So the upcoming Come Alive retreat, you will have your own scripture as well. But on our pillowcases, we arrived at our bunk beds and there were scripture, an individual for each of us, and it was unique to each person. And the scripture for me, and I've committed this to memory is Isaiah 61. The sovereign Lord has filled me with his spirit. He has chosen me, chosen me, pardon me, and he has sent me to bring good news to the poor and heal the brokenhearted and release the captives to freedom from those who are in prison. Oh my gosh. Like I just read through that so quickly, but all that you need to know is that I've come to share good news. I've come to heal those with broken hearts and release captives from, you know, from prison, pardon me, into freedom. So the irony that my name means that, and perhaps maybe the person who was running the retreat looked that up and knew that or whatever about me, but that has since been my anchor scripture and has been one of the catalysts for me starting shine because I'm like, look, I want to share this good news that I have learned from God and how he set me free and delivered me from my binge eating and toxic behaviors. I want to share this with other people. And so here we are you know, how many years later with the Shine with Franny show with my hope and intention is to make heaven healthy, excuse me, make heaven crowded and make earth healthy. You probably have heard me say that before. You know, I want to help you live long. So guess what? We've got to go strong and we've got to go ahead and keep our bodies healthy because in order to do that, in order to do what he's called us to do, Ephesians 2.10, he has a specific purpose for us. We need to be healthy to do it. All right. You just can't be sitting at home, you know, just around watching Netflix all darn, uh, gosh darn day. So here's where this comes into you. Like, okay, well, how does Franny's story of breaking off as soon to be engagement, we weren't officially engaged. He had a ring and thankfully he didn't. I think he kind of caught wind. I think he was planning on doing it on Valentine's day. So here I am kind of rocking the boat, you know, when father Tom called me, but there are so many questions and there are so many things that come up with this because as we think about the theme for the month of freedom, liberty, independence, I want you to think about your own life, sister friend. And I want you to think about 
perhaps a time in your life where you felt very constricted. Maybe you're in that place right now. And I want you to really take inventory. And this is where I want you to grab that paper and pen that I talked about, because I want you to consider some of these questions as we go through. This might be, you know, every single day in the next month where you go to your quiet time with the Lord and you just ask these questions and just sit with that and invite the Holy Spirit into it. Like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me about this today? And you just need to sit with Jesus Jesus, I know that you already came, that you already offer freedom, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You already offer it. Why am I not taking it? So I want you to write down a few questions here. And I'm going to give you again, a couple little prompts along the way, but I want you to consider in which areas of your life do you not feel free? Is there any particular place, maybe it's a relationship or it's in your job, or maybe it is with your exercise routines or your eating habits. Maybe it's you, you feel con- like conflicted in a specific relationship where you haven't been able to forgive someone who's betrayed you or hurt you. And I want you to ask yourself, you know, where do you feel trapped or maybe even drained or just completely stuck on this downward spiral? And so write these questions down. Where do you not feel free? And which part of your life do you not feel free? Maybe you're feeling trapped or drained or stuck. And then I want you to ask yourself another question. Have you yet invited Jesus into those places? Because we might ask him, Lord, can you, right? Can you, can you help me with this? Versus saying, Lord, I want to walk in your freedom and invite him in. Lord, I know that you have already been free. Free me from this and you fill in the blank. So a couple questions that they're really not questions. Here are some things. And I do these when I do my coaching sessions with women, because these are really powerful. And I just ask these questions. I want you to fill in the blank with this. All right. And so I'm kind of giving you a little free coaching session up in here. But I want you to, you know, write this down that I will finally feel free when maybe for some of you, that's when I get out of debt. Maybe for some of you, that is when your child leaves or your child comes home. For those of you who have prodigals, I will finally feel free when write that down. And then I want you to, again, sit and take some quiet time to be with the Lord and write this down and just ask, Lord, where am I not free? And what does that freedom feel like? And spend as much time as you can writing down as descriptively as possible. Write down what that freedom is going to feel like. Maybe who you're with, maybe where you're at, maybe how that's going to feel like a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. You're going to feel like you're light as a feather. And then I also want you to reflect because I know that we're supposed to look, you know, through the front windshield, not the rear view mirror. But we also need to sometimes look back in order to be able to go forward, right? We need to recognize that we weren't always where we are right now. And as Joyce Meyer says, thank God I'm not, I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I once was. So I want you to ask yourself the next question is, I felt so free when? When was a time that you can consider in your life where you felt free, completely like unashamed, completely like just free of guilt, worry, anxiety, depression, all of the things. When did you feel free? When was your heart light? When was your mind clear? When did your body feel full? And I don't mean feel full like Thanksgiving there. When did it feel full of life and vitality and zeal and zest for living and excited? Think about that because we cannot remember that it says, Our eyes can only envision what our minds can comprehend. So if your mind can't even imagine what that feels like to live in that place of freedom or to have already experienced that, 
it's going to be really hard for you to envision what it actually looks like, which is the reason why we have to go back in order to go forward. So once you're done writing these questions out and kind of, you know, defining and answering these prompts here, that's the total teacher in me. I want you to really look and evaluate. Are there any common threads or perhaps different patterns? You know, one of the things that I look at with the women that I work with is, are there patterns here? Because we want to look at those patterns and see, are they serving you? Are they toxic? You know, do they involve someone? Are there, you know, common people here? What are some of the, you know, behaviors and patterns that have gotten you here? We can look at some of those things. And by answering these questions, this is what this is going to help you to do. So, and then I want you to ask, you know, you know, how does Jesus want to bring his freedom into your life? Now, notice I said his freedom because the freedom is already found in him, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago. How does he want to bring his freedom into your life? Where does he want to set you free? Now, I'm going to guess more often than not, sister friend, it's mostly in your mind. Now, there are some relationships, of course, but even if you spend too much money, Or if you drink too much on a weekend and you certainly eat too much, you know, when you get home from work or whatnot, more than likely those patterns are needing to have a soul healing to them. There's something you're looking at, that God-shaped heart, that God-shaped, excuse me, hole in your heart that you're looking to fill up. And then I want you to really sit and ask the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's within you, right? We know that he's already there. And so I want you to say, you know, when I'm with the Holy Spirit, I feel... Because I can guarantee you, sweet sisters, like when I'm with the Holy Spirit, like I can just let it out. Like I can cry. I can laugh. I can just be me. Like I just say things. And I mean, you guys know that about me. Like I have gotten to a place of my life where I just show up as me because I'm like, look, I've learned that this is who God made me to be. And not everyone's going to like me, right? I once heard a study that they said 10% of the people you, you meet won't like you. Well, you know, I, maybe that's more for me. I don't know. And I know that I'm a big personality and a big force not to reckon with. However, here's what I know is that God designed me. Now it doesn't mean that I'm completely, you know, unabashed and and rude to people by any means, but I very much, you know, I don't filter very much of what I say. (laughs) I pretty much just, what you see is what you get kind of thing. So I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you to be free, to teach you to walk in the freedom that Jesus has already died and he's given you. We know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So perhaps in that relationship, you're not free because the other person is not evenly yoked in your relationship. And I'm not just talking about, you know, a husband or a partner relationship. This can even be with your friends. If there's jealousy or animosity there, there's not freedom. There is not that perfect love cast out fear that we hear about, right? So we need to go ahead and ask ourselves in these areas and go back to these questions. Where do you not feel free? Have you invited Jesus into that place and space? And then when do you think that freedom is actually, when are you going to arrive at that place of freedom? I will finally be free when? And I felt so free when? And then you need to connect all these dots here, sisters, just like a little light bright. You need to go ahead and put the little plugs in and be like, oh my gosh, there's the sailboat. There it has been all along. And you need to see that picture come clearly as you sit and you rest at the feet of Jesus, at the foot of the cross, and just surrender it over and say, you know what, Lord, and I'm just going to pray this right now. We're praying us right out of here. Lord, I feel trapped in this area, Lord. So for right now, for the sister who is listening to this, Lord, I just ask that she just comes to you with open hands, Lord, just ready to go ahead and release whatever it is that is keeping her trapped and keeping her drained and keeping her stuck. 
But most importantly, her hands are open to receive the freedom that you have died and you have already given to her as a believer, as a follower, as a saint, as a sister, Lord, that she is a co-heir of the throne by which you have given her as you are seated on um, the Lord, excuse me, our father's right hand. Lord, I just ask that you come into her heart. You help her experience freedom like never before. You help her just go ahead and release, Lord, whatever it is that is keeping her trapped and keeping her bound, Lord, that she invite you into the places that need healing, that she invite you into the places of captivity, or perhaps where maybe she feels that she is put in a box. And Lord, that you just completely release it, release whatever that is, that she just surrender it today, right now, laying it at the foot of the cross, allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work that he can do in her. He is a counselor, Lord. We know that he can come into those places where need that need that soothing balm that only the Holy Spirit can provide. Father God, I thank you for the woman who is listening to this today, Lord. I know that as she sits there with you and she just rests upon all of these truths, Lord, that are found in your word, whether it be Isaiah 61, whether it be 2 Corinthians 3.17, which is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, that we, she just break the chains, Lord, that her broken heart be healed, that the captivity that she might feel, that it just, she just completely is just released from that prison. Those shackles are broken off. Lord, that she just releases all of that and just receives the anointing, that she receives the acceptance, that she, she receives the assurance, the love that you have already waiting for her. In your son's precious name we pray. All right, sweet sister friend, I pray that this blesses you. This is way longer than I typically go. Y'all know I try to keep them on like 15 minutes. Mm, Those stories are getting longer and longer, but I always love hearing from you. So if this blessed you by in any way, by all means, please go ahead and do me a favor and just drop me a note. You can just send me a quick message on any social media platform to send me a DM. And also too, y'all, you know, I never know unless you guys are sharing it on social or writing reviews and stuff. I never know if this is blessing anyone. So please let me know that too. Share a rating, write a review, all the things on Apple podcast. I am so blessed by you. And until next time, sweet sister, keep growing, keep glowing. I think that's going to be my new ending. Keep growing, keep glowing. All right. Love you, girl. Have a great day. Hey sister, thank you so much for tuning in today. I know life is full, but I hope I can fill your cup to overflow with more Jesus and joy. While I hope we're friends on all social platforms, I invite you to click the subscribe button so each episode will automatically download once it's released. Oh, and real quick before you go, if you found value in today's message and you learned something new, please share a rating and write a review. And of course, I'd love for you to share this message with another sister who might be encouraged by it too. Now, Get out there and live fully, freely, and fearlessly, knowing that that is why you're here. Until next time, shine on, sweet sister.